Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome back to Romy Mac Two Cents. This is your host, Romy Mac, where we talk about anything and everything and give our two cents. Uh, special show today. Uh, I want to say this is the Mother's Day edition of uh, Romy Mac Two Cents, where I send a shout out to all the mothers of the uh, of the world, uh, whoever's listening, wherever you are, whether it's here in America, here you know, over in uh, in England or Australia, whoever's listening. I um, just want to send a special shout out to those uh, mothers who definitely uh, go through the storm uh, year in and year out, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, us, your kids are, you know, yeah, us kids uh, have, um, you know, uh, everything that we need to make it through each day. Um, um, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about my mom a little bit, you know, as far as like a, some some stories, some of the things that she's done for me over the years leading me up into, um, you know, where I am today in my life. So um, I'm just waiting for, uh, you know, the co-host to call in and we'll go ahead and get this um, go ahead and get this thing going. Uh, like I said, so we'll touch a little bit into um, some Trump stuff. You never go and you never go uh, too far without listening to any Trump. Right. And also um, a little bit of Trump's uh, henchmen or henchwomen for that matter. But uh, give it a little bit, you know, a little bit, a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, we'll get we'll get right into things. But, uh, you know, just wanted to uh, make sure everything is uh, uh, squared away. And here we go. We got D snacks calling in on the line. Let me get them on the line. Everybody stand by. Snacks, what up? Hey, what's going on, man? Ain't nothing much, bro. How how the mic sound, bro? Everything clear? Yeah, it sound pretty good to me. All right, man. Let's make it work, bro. Um, pretty much, man. I just let the let the folks at home that are listening or wherever they are on the way to work, getting off work. Um, just let them know what we know what we're gonna do today as far as like just talking a little bit about um the the woman uh the women in our lives that have made us who we are, brought us into this world and just um you know, just how we um you know, how we how we wanna go about this thing. Uh first first off I wanna say, uh you know, how was how was your week, bro? How's everything been? You know what I'm saying? Still hustling, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, man. Like you said, just just hustling, staying busy. Yeah. That's good to hear, bro. Um Touch on a few things before we get into obviously stuff about our about our moms. Um, Bethune Cookman, man, you know, had a graduation and uh, they had the secretary of education come and speak at their school. And obviously, with Bethune Cookman being a predominantly black, you know, black school, um, black student school that is, and they when she got up there to speak, one they booed her ass which is uh, probably well-deserved for working in Trump's camp, you know what I mean? And her not, and her being interviewed, doing her disposition and not knowing a damn thing about education, certain questions she didn't know. But, you know, when she got up there to speak to them, everybody in the graduating class turned their backs to her, man. That's got to be like one of the most awkward things you've, you know, ever had to endure being a public speaker. You know, I've done my fair share of public speaking, um, grow, you know, growing up in church and doing stuff in school, so I can imagine how that may feel. But you know, it's like it's almost like we're asking for it, man. But I, I don't know if you had seen that in like 
Facebook or in the news or something. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what's been you know what, what was going on with this story. So, but uh, what you think about it, bro? Man, uh, I just heard of it. That's pretty. That's I mean, that's I guess in some ways that's uh, taking a stand on how you feel about things. And hey, she's kind of taking the grunt of it, like you said. She's part of that campaign that. And like you said, a predominantly black school, got to know your environment, got to know where you're going. She, hell, she did a little bit of research herself, I guess. Yeah, she got to do something. I don't know what was up with that, bro. It's just like, what what can, what can could you possibly expect for somebody, the, the, the president of the United States, who clearly doesn't, uh, I won't say what Kanye, yeah, fuck it, we'll say what Kanye West said, he doesn't care about black people. Um, you know, I don't think he cares about any people. That's the funny thing. But I definitely know he doesn't care about, um, you know, black people um, as far as our, uh, our our needs and what things need to be done in our communities to help build our communities so that we can be better, you know, and be better citizens of the world and be in our and put ourselves in position to where our families can thrive and you know for generations. But yeah, I just don't feel like he gives. A, I don't feel like he gives a damn. So anybody working for him, I really don't. Yeah, we don't have much to much to talk about. You know. It's just one of right. those those things. It's uh, yeah, to, to, totally uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I I, I would have I probably would done the same thing, you know, as far as turning my back on on her and how uh, you know, then the way they go about doing things. Um, what else we had going on, man? Um, yo, so this week I saw that they, they there was a story, right? I think maybe it happened over the weekend or or earlier this week where. This 15-year-old kid, 15, mind you, black 15-year-old kid, yeah, I guess he pushed a woman, a 68-year-old woman, into a pool. And uh, they wanted to press charges, and they want to charge this guy, this kid, man, uh, 15 years. Uh, not 15 years, five years, excuse me, five years for pushing this old lady into a, uh, into a pool. But meanwhile, the situation we had a couple months ago where this kid in college – I believe uh, 19, maybe 19, 18 years old, where he raped. They like, they have facts. This guy raped, you know, a um, an, an, you know, a white white kid. He raped a white girl at a school. I think it might have been USC or one of those schools in California. But he rapes this he rapes this kid, and uh, they only want to give him three months because it's too harsh. But pushing an old lady into a pool is five years worthy. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it does, right. I mean, does that sound does that sound does that sound about right to you? Does it sound equal to you? I'm not to not say that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we only get three months for raping people, but if I push you in a pool, that's five years worthy. You know, it's. No, uh, I disagree totally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit is bogus to me. Um, that 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 would even be the uh, you know that that would be the protocol to take, and it's with a situation like this because. I mean, okay, it's harmless. Yeah, it could have been a practical joke of him pushing an older lady into a pool, but this dude actually violated, you know, a person's privacy. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, you know, that's if that was my daughter, he he wouldn't be alive right now. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel about the situation. So you're telling me he's gonna rape he's gonna rape someone's daughter, and then he's only gonna get three months for it. That's a slap in the face to the family of that, you know, that individual that was raped, if you ask me, man. But, um, 
I'll let you. I'll let you. touch touch um touch on that, bro. I mean, what was your what was your stance on that on that topic? Um. Well, obviously, like you said, uh, it it definitely sounds like again we're, we're dealing with uh, racial profiling. I mean, right. when you look at the two situations, and um, I agree with you. Uh, I wouldn't want anybody to rape my daughter, and their punishment would be three months. Uh, I think in in general, that's a bad that that's not worthy. That 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 warrants a lot more than three months, and. I could care less if the kid was black or white, but right. what we what we're facing with here is we're watching. Well, the white guy is allowed to rape a woman and get three months, where a black guy pushes someone in a pool and they get five years. I mean, to see that that that's injustice, you got to be blind if you can't see that. You know what I mean? I, and the only thing you could point to is racism, man. Because what else could it be? Yeah, I don't know, bro, man. It's just it's been a lot of funny shit going on ever since my man been in office. I won't even won't even lie to you, bro. Since Trump been in office, yeah. there's it been some funky shit happening. Like it's just so funny that when Obama was in office, Trump was the first man to tweet out some shit saying that you know um, Ob- <laughs> Obama's not doing this thing right. And if I was in office, I'd fix this. It wouldn't be this kind of carnage and all this other shit. You know, speaking from an outsider, but now that he's in office, you know, you got people standing up there at the podium talking about we got to give, um, you know, Trump a little more time to fix this thing. It's not an overnight thing because he has to clean up what was happening. What the fuck you think Obama was doing? Right. You know, what I mean? like what was Obama doing? Was Obama just he just got in office and he did all those issues? No, 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 no. I'm not saying Obama's a perfect president. I don't even know what a perfect president would be. You know, right. what I do know is that it's very interesting that Trump fires the very individual that was leading the case against, you know, Russia being involved with the election and him being, you know, elected. It's very, very interesting that, you know, he decided to fire that very same individual who was, you know, who was following up on the case, man. It looks suspect as shit, man. It's like some, it's like what Robert De Niro's character did in Goodfellas. You know what I'm saying? Like when they got popped for the Latanza heist, and it started to get started to get hot. Started knocking off anybody who was anybody that knew about you know the you know the the, the job that they did. Yeah. So right. I mean, it looks guilt. It looks guilty to me. It looks pure guilty to me, bro. And I don't follow politics like that. But I mean, from the little bit that I have seen, we call a spade a spade. You know, this guy is definitely bad for business. You know, um, I imagine impeachment is not too not too far. And this might be the incident. That uh that leads to such you know such things you know so we're trying to see I just got I got an alert I want to say maybe 20 minutes ago that the uh the recently fired uh, director of the FBI James was it James Comey said he denied the um to testify against the uh te- the intelligence committee so you know again I don't, I don't know if he's been threatened or if he just don't want to be involved with it at all but I mean it just just looks shady as shit man like you definitely take yeah. take for instance if this was Obama doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? You never oh, heard yeah. the end of it. You know what I mean? You never yeah. heard the end of it, man. I don't care what anyone says, man. Obviously, race has its privilege. And every, you know, in some situations, just race just happens to have its privilege. And in the world of politics, you know, white the the whites are able to, um, they're, they're afforded 
a certain, um, you know, I would say list of second chances or, or leniency as to where when you're a black president, you have to do everything the right way or you don't or you look as if you don't know what you're doing. But it's OK to hire right. somebody who clearly doesn't have any political background to be your president. That shit, that shit bugs me, bro. That shit, bro. Yeah, bugs and he tweeted me. it. And he tweeted yeah. it that he don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Well, I don't understand that shit. The man said he thought this job was going to be easier. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. My my thing is, I'm very interested in in how long will it take before they start the the actual impeachment arrangement. Right. I honestly, I'm I'm very, I'm curious to find out how long will it take. Like how much of it are we really going to put up with before they say, "All right, man, let's pull this guy's car." Man, I don't, I don't know, bro. It's just, it. We really, we really got to figure something out, man. We got to figure. I guess us as the people. I mean, the people, the power lies within the people. You know. Right. Um. I mean, obviously, the, that we won't ever see. Those are the ones that control the money and. Like the the Rothschild, what is it, Rockefeller and Rothschild families? Like we're never, they're like we're in a you know they're in another game, you know here here on Earth. So you know it's just one of those things where, where the stuff that we can handle at our level, we got. I guess we got to do what we got to do, man. Um, other shit I saw before uh, is uh, what what the core thing is, but you know with Mother's Day, uh, Steve Harvey, man, he put out this memo right. And basically, I guess he got tired of being taken advantage of by the people that work for him. And um, I think somebody from his camp leaked the the memo and what it said. And it, like he just had a lot of like stuff. Basically, don't like a lot of stuff where I think I said I saw something where it don't talk to him in the hallway or something. You yeah, know, just yeah. basically like a guideline. You know what I mean? How to conduct yourself when at work. You know, being around uh, Mr. Harvey. So it's just like you know. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I may, you know, maybe somebody just, you know, I don't know. Somebody probably stole something from him, whatever the case may be. But it just, it was very interesting that you know Steve would put out that memo and and, and you know all those guidelines for, for you know for folks to follow. Uh, so I'll ask you, um, snacks, man. You put yourself in that position. If you felt like you know you were um, being um, taken advantage of, in a sense you know, from a work standpoint, and you're Steve Harvey now, like you've been in the comedy game and now you, you know, your career has crossed over into talk show and, uh, and even radio, but, uh, you got people working for you. I mean, how would you, what type, I mean, would you do the very same thing? Would you send out a memo saying, Hey, this is what needs to go on at work. Don't talk to me. And you know, and all that, I just want to be left, left alone. Uh, I mean, how would you handle that, bro? Uh, well, one or two ways, man. Um, I can hear myself echoing. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. What I was gonna say was, um, I would handle it the same one or two ways, either that way, or I would have a big meeting, and I would pretty much read exactly what he what what he read, you know. And uh, in other words, instead of sending the email, maybe I have a big meeting and I verbally read the email that I would have sent everybody individually. Now, right. of course, that's easy for me to say that because I see what happened with Steve. He put the email out, and then, like you said, someone leaked it. So, of course, in hindsight, it's easy to say that. But my personal opinion of it is he is an employer. Everybody who works at the Steve Harvey show in some form or fashion or way works for Steve Harvey. 
You know what I mean? Works for Steve Harvey. Yeah. So my my issue with that is that you have to – I mean, it's so different than the guidelines and the rules that we have when we come to work. Now, in our case, maybe we're allowed to approach the boss in his office or whatever, but there's certain conversations that you might want to have with the boss you might want to have in private. So, And there's certain protocols you might have to go through to, to – to reach that, so me personally, what Steve did, I don't think is a bad was a bad email. He was to me he was very direct. Now you know exactly what he expects and what he don't want and what, he, what his do's and don'ts. Right. And my understanding is, you know, people bombard him when he's in the uh, dressing room when he might want to take a nap. You know, obviously he's having issues with this for this to even come up. So this ain't something one of these things where he's just being a I don't know, an a-hole for the most part. This is him really letting you guys know, hey, look, this is how I would prefer this thing get conducted. You know what I mean? Or probably with some messing happening down there. You don't know which way this thing went, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? This could have been an allegation where some some girl came up and said he said she said stuff to him. Yeah. Kind of caught him off guard. He said a few things, and it kind of come back and backfire. So now he's like, you know what? I'll get this under control. Let me draw this memo, and this is how we're going to carry it from here on. I don't know, man, but I definitely agree with it. I don't see the issue with it. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the issue either. You know, it pretty much set the set the tone for the workplace, and you can either abide by it, you can get the hell on um, pretty much. I mean, he's at the point in his life where he's been he's been in their position, so he knows what it takes to make it in the business. You know, so if uh, he's trying to help. He's, uh, you know, Steve is known. He's got a reputation for for always trying to help others. You know what I'm saying on the come up. So it's not like you know he's on some some prick being a prick or an asshole type type tip. You know, it's just like, hey, you got a job to do. This is how it's supposed to be done. In order for in order for for me to do what I need to do to make sure that everybody eats. You know, this is the way everything. This is the way things got to be run, or you got to hit the door. So you know that's 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 cool. Um, some other some other shit going on and like. I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on with my man uh, uh, Shad Moss is what he wants to be called now, but we know him as Bow Wow, but, you know, growing up. But like, I guess he was like pretending. He posted some picture. I don't know why celebrities feel the need to do this shit sometimes. Like fronting, you know, you don't got a lot to kick it basically. Um, he um, he put this picture out like he was getting on a private jet when some like a guy that like really is like a fan of hip hop is sitting right beside him. On the on a on a uh, I don't know like a regular plane like a charter plane, and um and he and he posted it and then like everybody just ran with it the fact that you know Bow Wow was like trying to you know perpetrate like he was on a private jet when he clearly was on like I don't know uh, Delta or you know United Airlines it was just uh, it was just kind of, kind of bogus you know that part and then like in an interview right after he does this. Um, he, a couple of days later, you know, he tries to address that situation, what, what, you know, what was happening. But he, in, in the, in the um, midst of all of that, he has the nerve to say that if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't know about Chris Brown, Trey Songs, Sierra, and Omarion on the strength of, you know, that, uh, that, what was it, that Scream tour that he would have, you know, back in the day, for, you know, right. where everybody yeah. came out there, and, uh, you know, but I don't, I'm, to some degree. That's true, you know, but I feel like their talent would eventually saw the light elsewhere. That wasn't the only right. tour that was like they're like Michael Jackson wasn't discovered on a scream tour. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was just discovered yeah. elsewhere. So I think there was other means like Chris Brown has standalone talent. You know what I'm saying? Like right. of you know, like he can sing his ass off, he can dance his ass off. 
you know, I mean, other other than this, you know, his issues that he's had, you know, personally in his life, I I'd say Chris Brown would have had, you know, a um, a decent, I mean, he's had a decent career, you know, right. as an artist. Definitely. Same same for Trey Songz. Trey Songz has developed his own lane. He makes sex music. You know, I won't call it R and B. He makes sex music. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, because People love it. I mean, you got there isn't a female probably our age that, that would turn down some Trey Songz tickets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, they they they're down for that shit. You know, uh, Sierra, um, she keep bouncing from man to man, <laughs> but no, on some serious shit, she had standalone talent as well. She can dance, might not be able to sing that well. Put her in that category with Janet Jackson and Jennifer Lopez. You know, what I mean, it's like they can dance their ass off, but I'm not trying to hear you sing the national anthem at you know, the Super Bowl or anything like that. Right. But, um, and, and then there's Omarion. Omarion basically was the West Coast Chris Brown, you know, the singer and the dancer, you know what I'm saying? Like, like real break dancing, you know, that guy, I mean, Omarion could stand alone. So how, how can you come out of your mouth saying that you are responsible for these guys getting their shine? You know what I'm saying? That's that that, that right. I feel I, I, you know I, I'm taken back by that. You know because I mean I mean pu- I mean you know snacks. We grew up with these guys, bro. You exactly. know what I'm saying? We pretty much right. grew up with these with these cats. And you, I mean, we saw we saw Bow Wow grow from that little little guy, you know, with the bounce with me for Big Mama's house to where he is now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and right. I don't know. It just seems like he got some shit going on mentally with his with his head. He just comes out of his mouth sideways. You know, it seems like those celebrities that just just happened to come out their mouth sideways on a lot of shit, and it's uh, it's a little yeah, it's a little bogus. But um, what you what you think about this uh, this whole thing, man, with uh, with Bow Wow, bro? You think he got some issues going on? Yeah, well, first let me go back to him perpetrating. He's on a uh, private jet, man. Me personally, I already know Bow Wow ain't got no damn money, man. JD took most of it. Let's be honest. <laughs> JD killed a lot of kids back then. He killed Chris yeah. Cross too. He killed the yeah. brat. He killed, he killed uh, my man Bow Wow. But for Bow Wow to also go out and say how he helped a lot of these guys get on, hell, man, if that's the case, then you wouldn't be known without J.D. Most people yeah. believe J.D. was writing a lot of your music. Anyway, that's what J.D. specialized in, young kids. J.D. ain't been ain't helped nobody of age. To, even now he's got a show coming out now where he's dealing with kids. Yeah. 18 and below kids. That's what he does. That's his specialty. So Bow Wow got raped early on by J.D. anyway. So yeah. you know your money ain't that long because, you know, J.D. made all the money. And we saw what happened to J.D. So come on, man. Let's just put it out there. And for you to go and and throw your name out there to take credit away from guys like Chris Brown, who may not have it uh, all together outside of the music thing, but he's a, he's, he's a great. You could consider him – a genius musician if you wanted to. He's always right. made money. He's always been productive. Man, you, you ain't got no business throwing around that. Matter of fact, Chris Brown is still relevant where Bow Wow ain't nobody listening to nothing. Hell, does Bow Wow even rap anymore? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, to throw, to, to, to throw your name to throw your name out, I mean, why even do that, man? That's what I'm saying. And I, I would have to say he definitely has issues because all of these examples that we just went over, to me personally, prove that you have you have issues. You yeah, man. Going on, man. And, it's, you know, and it's, some it's people like, can't handle it. Yeah. It's like every every three six months, 
Bow Wow jumps out there and says some some outlandish shit. Like we, he tried to explain what a dab was and what it you know derived from and, and shit like that. Like I mean that's that ain't for us to discuss because you know we we're in our thirties, man. That ain't for us. We if we if we thirty and dabbing, you know what I'm saying. I mean we doing it just because it's cool and fun. But you're not gonna ask. Okay, so how do you where does the where does the dab originate from? Yeah, I mean that's I mean, what the fuck I'm gonna tell yeah. you. Like I don't know. I've seen the shit on TV. Some kid did it. Like he's sneezing, that's why I did it. You know, that's pretty much would be the answer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, man. Bow, Bow just say random, just random shit, dog. I, I don't, I don't know, man. They, 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 they roast Bow out all the time, man. Like all the time, bro. Like it just, just get off of social media, really, man. That'd probably be the, the best, you know, the best thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Two more, two more points that we'll, we'll get into, and then uh, we'll get into. Uh, you know, couple couple things about about our moms, man. Uh, the air, what the fuck is up with this? Uh, everything with the airplanes, man. Like literally, you know, I just came back from from VA. I didn't get to holler at my dog snacks when I was there, but definitely next time we'll bring him down to Miami. But so the oh, yeah. day I fly back to uh, <laughs> to Virginia, I didn't find this out until the next day. But supposedly. There was a fight going on at the airport that I was flying into at Fort Lauderdale. You know, Fort Lauderdale. I guess the the pilots went on strike for uh, United Airlines, and you know everybody's flight was canceled. So you had a bunch of you know unruly um, passengers waiting, and they were up at the uh, at the desk. And I think it was uh, what I saw. I saw two females going at it, and then it just blew into something major. Like a lot of people just started fighting, man. And it was just really? it's just wild, and just like the last few weeks. It feels like there's a new airplane story being broadcasted now. You know what I'm saying? It just I feel like the media yeah. picks picks a subject and just runs that shit into the ground. And it's not even to say that these things don't happen on a you know on a daily basis. I mean we're or it's a lot of people living here in America and a lot of situations that are happening. But it's just so funny that you know that you know the incident where the guy gets dragged off the plane, then another black guy. Is told he's unable to um to, to get to, he got kicked off the plane for using the bathroom during an emergency stop, and now you got this situation, and and then top it off, there was more there was a fight two days later on a Southwest uh air on a flight. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. I don't know what's, I don't know what's up, man. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, people are afraid to fly. I think uh, now there's more reasons to be afraid to fly. Now you, you know you got worried about getting into you know getting into fights and shit, man. But uh. Yeah, 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 snacks, man. What's your what's your thoughts on that, bro? Crazy, man, crazy. First and foremost, that's uh, I I know I've heard of a few of them, man. I hadn't heard of the big old, I guess you could say, uh, riot or gang fighting type stuff where everybody's getting into it. Man, I tell you what, man, uh, I love taking flights. It's my favorite uh way to travel. But I tell you what, man, if it keeps getting that bad, then I'm gonna have to find other means and. Pray that when I do go traveling again, I don't have the kids and stuff with me, because man, I tell you, that's a that's that that just makes it even harder, man. You know what I mean? And like I said, yeah. that's the in my personal opinion, that's the best way to travel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm uh, you know, I yeah, I mean, yeah, I got people. I was talking with a couple family members, and they were like, "Man, I ain't getting on the plane or whatever." I'm like, "You hear more about car accidents than you do about." you know, plane accidents any day, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, you know, to each his own, I just, you know, but, I mean, yeah, this situation, that's this is the shit that will bother me. Anything that can knock 
the pilots to, you know, can distract the pilot from doing what he got to do. That's where I got a problem. We got to calm the fuck down. Everybody got to sit down. We can fight when we get off the plane. That's how I feel. You know, this, right. this on the on the flame fighting. No, we got to cut that. We got to cut that quick. There's another situation. I think last week or two weeks ago, where there was a fight breaking out, like in the uh, in the terminal, like in the tunnel leading up to the plane, and the pilot came through and he and he jumped on a, on a, whoever one of the the customer, not the passengers, was fighting. So I don't know what happened, man. But I mean, anything that could make a pilot want to sneak one, sneak a jump, sneak a punch in, man, that's that's pretty uh. That's pretty intense. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I think we talked last week a little bit. I think mean, and uh, me, uh, Ashton, and, and Chrome talked about uh, the Alonzo Ball thing. We might even talked about that the week before, I think, with, even on uh, the last episode of Two Cents. But, um, you know, uh, Lamar, LeVar, LeVar Ball wants to sell his kids, uh, I know, Alonzo Ball shoe for 45 and um, the reason he chose to sell his shoes for 4.95, he was on Undisputed um, last week, and he kind of explained his reasons for um, a, a, a few reasons for for doing what he's doing. And I, I would say that you know after listening to him, I'm say it makes. I mean, it never made sense to buy shoes more than a hundred dollars to me anyway. But you know, to sell his shoes for 4.95, he's on pretty much. Uh, the reason he chose 495 because that stands out. You know what I'm saying? Like most people sell their shoes with 200 or you know 300. Right. Even Yeezys will run what I don't know 600, 700 or something like that. I mean, this is for a kid that's yet to play ball and prove himself. But what he's doing is teaching his kids business. As far as like when you believe in yourself, you put a you know you put a price on on that brand. You know what I'm saying? So I can respect that. You know, and this isn't going to like a major corporation. This is direct. You know what I'm saying? That money is going to go directly to them. You know what I'm saying? There's no middleman. You know, he doesn't have a deal with like, you know what I'm saying? Nike or something like that. It's just, you know, go straight, straight to them. So I can respect that. And then, you know, game wants to buy, he said he's going to buy 10 pairs of shoes because it's supporting stuff. He's so he knows where with the, with the Jordan shoes that they really, that money really doesn't go to like, the urban communities that can like help uplift them. So what he'll do is what the game is doing, the rapper game. He wants to buy 10 pair of shoes and then give it to those shoes, give those shoes to kids that are unable to afford them, you know, probably in the hood of Compton or something like that, or, or, you know, just in California or wherever he, you know, wherever he goes, man. So I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty dope, man, for him to do, you know, such right. a thing, you know, uh, even with that, <laughs> that price being what it is, you never catch, you wouldn't catch me in a pair for that, you know, not for four ninety five, man. I have to wait until he got to the clearance clearance rack, man, at like wherever it's gonna be, you know. But uh four yeah, 'cause four ninety five, that's a little that's a little steep, man. But um I mean how 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 do you feel about this uh this this black man pretty much putting strength into the black black community, man, by investing in himself? Um, yeah, yeah. So what's your what's your thoughts on that, bro? Um, man, I really don't have an issue with it, man. I I think a lot of it, it, in some ways, is like an investment, man. Like you just said it. You also, he's going to make money. And then here's the other thing. I heard something the other day that was interesting about this. You could buy these shoes, and let's just say Alonzo Ball doesn't pan out. Those shoes later will still be worth some money. It, it's like the Ryan Leaf thing. He got drafted after Peyton Manning. He became a bust and everything. Well, right now, 
his jersey goes for about four hundred dollars, and this guy never did anything successful in the NFL. He was he's labeled as a bust. He's considered a bust. He was the second draft pick after Peyton Manning in the '97 draft, but yet you you can still get his jersey for four, for three hundred dollars. You can sell your jersey for three hundred dollars. That's wild, man. That's wild, yeah. but that's business, man. That's business, you know. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people have issues with um, him selling the shoes that way. Like Shaq, Shaq, Shaq is, you know, he's, you know, Shaq loves kids type thing. That's that's his mindset. So he's like, you don't overcharge kids, you know, for shoes or whatever. And um, I'm like, you know, it's a business. It's a business, and it ain't for everybody. You know, um, of course, kids may, depending on how good of a player, you know, Lonzo Ball turns out to be, somebody may want their kid, I mean, may want their parents to buy that shoe, but that's, I wanted my parents to buy a lot of shoes that I did not get, so I don't really think he's going to be missing any, anything by that. By him selling, let's say he sells 10, 10 shoes, 10 pairs of shoes, somebody buys 10 with, um, you know, like basically an independent route, which he's taken versus 10 with a uh, a major corporation. I think he's going to see more product and more, you know, profit by doing the independent route than he would, you know, the, you know, in a major, you know, pretty much a major corporation. So you got to respect the hustle, man. I mean, it's a little bit, uh, you know, unorthodox and, and could be a bit arrogant, but, you know, it may, maybe there's a method to the madness. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people read shit on the surface, but, you know, look, I'm just saying this, look a little bit, before you decide that, hey, this is you know this is a bad idea. I'm not buying the damn shoes, but yeah, I don't I don't wear basketball shoes like that. I don't wear ba- only wear basketball shoes really if I'm playing basketball. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go, go next. If you think about Levar Ball, man, this guy has managed to run his mouth and put himself in the position he's in. He At one point, he stayed on the radio. He stayed on ESPN. Me, personally, how do you knock this guy's hustle, man? At the end of the originally, people were saying it was kind of obnoxious. He's taking advantage of his kids. But at the end of it, like he says, I'm, I'm trying to do what's best for my kids. I'm putting, I'm putting the money back in their hands. They're creating the shoes. They're going to get paid pretty much top dollar for the shoe. There's no big corporation involved. So at the end of the day, Everybody who thought this guy was mad, I'm here to tell you that it working. It's working out great for this guy. Yep. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm not crazy. saying everybody can take this approach and it can work for everyone the same way, but I'm here to tell you that this this thing is working out in this guy's favor. This guy will probably end up making a few million dollars if it's not off these shoes or if not off the big ball of brand itself. But I'm here to tell you that it's working, man. He. He, he broke into it. Uh, me and your daddy couldn't get on TV or ESPN, even if we were that great. So, again, it, it's working, man. He's enjoy. He's taking advantage of his 15 minutes of fame. And who are we to knock him? Bottom line. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, yeah. It is. It is what it's gonna be, man. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. You know. All right, man. Now it's uh, it's pretty much that. <laughs> At that time, bro, just having into what we came to talk about today, you know, uh, Mother's Day coming up, bro. Um, I'm pretty sure you got something lined up for um, for all the mothers in your, you know, in your life, man. You know, um, yeah, especially with uh, with 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 me for sure, man. I stay 
I stay ready for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like to stay ahead of the game when it when it comes with that. But uh, my mom don't listen to the podcast, so I worry about her knowing that whether or not she got something coming. Hopefully, my my brother doesn't run his mouth, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, man, I really just want to talk about. Obviously, we grew up together, you know, same same area, roughly from fifth grade on until we came men. Um, uh, just want to talk about some of like the best memories, man, uh, that you had with your with your mom growing up. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go first. You know what I mean. For me, I want to say some of the best memories uh, for me really was, uh, you know, looking back at my time in Cuba, and it was one time where you know my dad was in the Navy, and uh, you know we were and we were in Cuba. Me and mom were walking one day on on the side road in Cuba by this banana rat tree. If you've never seen a banana rat, just picture like a, a rat that looks like a fucking dog. Like that's how uh, big the rat is or whatever. It's a banana rat. You can Google that shit. But we're walking past the banana rat tree. And I think uh, somehow or another, my mom slips. And I think she tweaked her, her ankle or something like that. So she couldn't get up and walk. So I'm just standing there, maybe like five, six years old or something like that. And we just so happened to see... Um, you know, a friend of ours um, come by and help us, you know, help us out. And, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of things where I've been there to see, you know, my, my mom hurt and I just stood right beside her and whatever it was going to be is what it's going to be. You know, we were going to get, you know, get through it together. Um, I think of some other, some other memories with, with, with mom, man. Oh yeah. There was, uh, <laughs> there was one, there's one incident, man, where I was, uh, that we had we, at school, we had this thing where the parents in middle school, matter of fact, uh, snacks, you might remember it, man. We had this thing where the parents played against the uh, teachers or something like that for basketball. And, okay. um, you know, both of my parents worked very, very hard, man. Definitely, definitely loved them very much and showing me how to provide for, um, you know, my, my own family that, you know, that I have and will and, and later on, but, you know, it's, you know, I, I had asked, um, I'd ask dad. I'd ask my dad if uh, if he would play in the game. My dad was always played basketball. He's one of the probably one of the best players to come out of North Carolina that didn't didn't make it. You know what I mean for whatever you know for whatever reason. And um, you know it was like the day of, it was the day of like this is a couple of days prior, and then like the day of the the day of the game. You know, I, I I got a call. I think um, my dad. I think my uh, mom said that. Uh, yeah, your dad's working late, so he won't be able to, you know, to go to the, you know, to the program or whatever. And, you know, and mom tells, you know, I was like, well, um, okay, you, you know, I'm thinking to her, can you go or something like that? And I got, you know, and she was like, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, well, what can I do? I ain't playing basketball or whatever, but she said, fine, or whatever, I'll do it. She ended up getting home pretty late from work for the traffic. And I remember being so upset, bro, like, spoiled kid upset because I just knew we were going to go to this program and, you know, my dad was going to play, but ended up not happening, man. But, you know, I just look back at that, you know, that's again, that spoiled kid in me. Like, I mean, a lot of people don't even have the luxury to, to even do such a thing. And I look back how, again, how, how good I had it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, my mom would have done anything for me. I mean, my mom didn't know how to couldn't couldn't didn't, doesn't know how to play basketball and she was willing to you know to go through that and you know granted I didn't it didn't the game didn't eventually ha- didn't happen for me but 
it was, you know, just looking back at just what, you know, the courage and what my mom would do. She would have done roughly any, anything, man, anything for me, dude. And, um, pretty much got like one, one last, one, one last story for me on as far as uh, memories go this, you know, from this question. And then I'm going to pass it over to you snacks. Um, there's one time where my little kid, I mean, I'm staying at my grandma's house now and it's like summertime, you know how that goes. You know, summertime, you normally go to your grandma's house and, you know, just hang out. It's me and my cousin Richard, who just recently got um, married this past weekend. So congrats to him and his beautiful wife. You know what I'm saying? I was the best man in that wedding and it was great. We had a great time, man. It was a good time for the family to get together. But, you know, we're young. I think Richard's like 13. I'm like eight. And all me and Richard do is play Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? That's like all we do is play Nintendo. That's like the name of the it's like the name of the name of the game. Uh, that's you know we would eat. Well, I mean we would eat noodles, play Nintendo. That was that was life. You know what I'm saying for for us staying at Grandma's house. And one time, man, my Nintendo broke, and um, I just got like again I kicked in the spoiled kid mode. I didn't want to stay at Grandma's house anymore. <laughs> And mind you, my grandma lives three hours away from where my mom, you know, is right now. So we had an issue where the Nintendo wasn't working. Now, um, she finally comes uh, to, you know, she drives three hours just to pick me up. And that pretty much ended my summer at grandma's house because I didn't want to play. And I didn't want to stay anymore because the Nintendo didn't work. And she gets there, would you know, the damn Nintendo starts to work. And mom was like, well, I already drove three hours. You bring your ass on, pretty much. And uh, <laughs> I must have cried so hard, dude, because I didn't want to leave, you know what I'm saying, my cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted like I wanted to play Nintendo, you know, me and me and Richard, you know what I'm saying, to do to do that. Yeah. And um, it was, um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, look back and like, damn, you was a spoiled, ba- spoiled bastard, man. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. think about what my mom did, man. Like in a moment's instant, man, she was there to pick me up because I wasn't unha- I was unhappy, you know, being at my grandma's house without, uh, you know, a Nintendo or whatever. So that was, um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I got, man. You know, so shout out to my mom, Cheryl Boogie is what I call her, um, uh, from time to time. But yeah, I pass the floor to you, bro. Um, what's uh, what's what's some of the best memories you had with your mom growing up, bro? Oh, man, let me think here. I got plenty of but let me see which ones I can share here. Um, yeah. For my mom, uh, I'll start about, uh, I was eight years old, man, and I was, my dad had found out about a football league, but he was getting ready to go on deployment, so he couldn't sign me up, couldn't take care of it. So my mom had to take the initiative, go down there, sign us up, get us ready. Well, like I said, this was the first year we played. I had ever played football. My brother was going to play flag football, so it was a little different, you know, uh, wasn't as physical. But I was playing, uh, I was playing for a team called Duke in Norfolk. So it, was, it wasn't all the rules that we have today. It wasn't the weight limits. It was pretty much if you was between the ages of and 11, you played with this group, which was Pee Wee. So first day comes, and – Pops is not back in town yet. He's still on deployment. I think he's gone for like two or three weeks at the time. So at, we don't even know how to put on football equipment or anything. So my mom does her best to try to put these shoulder pads on me, put the, this helmet on me and all these things. And uh, we get done. I'm like, Mom, I need something to go over the shoulder pads. You know, we don't have no jerseys. We don't know anything about it. So my mom's like, well, let me go find a shirt that's big enough to go over your shoulder pads. So she comes back with a Whitney Houston shirt. And at the time, right, 
at the time, I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm throwing on Whitney, you know, not no, you know, but we get to the field, man, and you know, it, the coaches are looking at me right off the back, like, and hey, who's the big kid with the Whitney Houston shirt on? <laughs> you know, and I don't know, I don't yeah. know, you know, I know about football even at that age, but I, I wasn't properly ready yet, so I was one of the big kids on the team. So naturally, when we start doing drills, they put me against the, the the biggest kid on the team. And let's just say he played football before. So we line up against each other. They say hut, and he just he tear he tears me up, man. He, he it gets so bad, my mom runs out to the field. Hey, hey, are you okay, baby? Now I'm looking around. I'm like, mom, nobody else. Mom is even here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Most of the parents are dropping their kids off. So it's just one of those moments that. At the age, you know, looking back on I've told this story for years and years, but the more and more I tell this story, it's just the funnier it is to me and the more I think about kind of what you were saying is how mom was, was willing and, and did all she could for me. You know what I mean? Of course, right. if my pops was there, I wouldn't have came out there with no Whitney Houston shirt on, but, you know, <laughs> those are the things that, <laughs> yeah. that I had to deal with, 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 you know, with my mom. But for me, my mom is – I get my personality from her. Like my dad is who he is. My brother's more like my dad. I'm more like my mom. We're yeah. uh, people persons. We're, uh, we love to interact. We we love the crowd. We don't mind it. And you know, growing up with me, my house was that house where people came to, to, to have good times. And my mom was always that person, hey, you can have company over. My mom always thought, hey, if I was home, I was safe. So... If that meant, hey, I was going to bring friends over, I was always allowed to do that. Right. And, you know, and I, I appreciate my mom for being that person. You know what I mean? She she allowed me to have that type of life, and even to this, and, and it kind of developed the person that I am. And with me having a military father, you know, he had to do a lot of deployments, especially early on. So yeah. mom was was everything, you know. She played the mom role, the dad role, and, and had to do it all because he was gone so much, you know, trying to provide for us financially. So, you know, I love Mother's Day. And for, for me, what my mom is, like, the older I get, it's amazing how more and more are better, you should say, our relationship even gets. Like, you, like me personally wouldn't think maybe my mom's relationship could get any better because it's great. It's always been great. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always been what it is. But the older I get, the better and greater it, it becomes. I, I find myself calling her just to talk, just to find out the new things she knows and the new things I got. Me and my right. mom talk like we were best friends all the time. Like, that's just how we are. Like, uh, for instance, a great example, Mother's Day's coming up now. She calls me before every Mother's Day to find out what I'm getting my girlfriend, my child, my child's mother, every time. Like, that's her concern. Hey, what are you getting her? Uh, let's go to the exchange together and we can look. Our so-and-so's yeah. on sale, we can go. And we just went out and picked out some brand-new gifts for, for uh, my girlfriend now, you know. This is her second year of being a mother. So, um, I mean, it's just significant, man, the role my mother's always played and the memories, the thoughts of her. But uh, for me, that was one of the stories. Um, I'll go into another one real quick. Um, I, I, uh, it was my, my boy Max's birthday. It was probably uh, 
Hill. We graduated 2002. It's probably about 2001. Yeah. Uh, my mom worked in the daycare center, so we stayed home, played hooky, me, Mac, and my friend Pitt, uh, played Monopoly. So I knew my mom might come home for lunch. You know what I mean? I didn't know what time it was, but it varied. I said, look, we can hang out here, but once she come home for lunch, we got a bail. So my mom, naturally, she comes home. We hear the garage going up. So we hurry up, take off out the back door and leave, you know. We go down the street, and we wait it out, you know. I'm like, hey, we stay here. She can't see us. When she leaves, we'll see the car leaving. You know, we'll be able to see her leave from here. So naturally, we stay out there. She leaves. So we, we go on back home. I'm like, all right, man, we good. We can go back to my house now. So she leaves, and uh, what she does is she waits about 20 minutes. She circles back around the block. Well, this time she comes back home, but she parks. She par- She parks. She comes up to the mailbox, and she doesn't open the garage. So she sneaks around to the front door, and all I heard was clink, 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 door unlocked, and she was walking in. Caught all of us red-handed. Uh, Pitt ran out the back door like that was going to make a difference. I mean, my mom knew who he was. But, uh... <laughs> and, um, man, she went off on Mac, and he ended up go- He ended up, wow, he ended up leaving. My mom thought he went home, but he kind of just hung out until school was out and then went home. Story is, my mom kind of went off on me. I got in some trouble, told my dad. But she didn't rat my friends out. She told me she wasn't going to tell him. My boys were so so nervous that, like, I remember going to a basketball game that weekend, and Pete was like, man, your mom going to tell my mom? Like, man, I didn't say nothing to her. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Even Matt was, was nervous about it. But my mom never told him. She didn't think it mattered. It was more or less me. She always thought I was the leader of the group, and had I not done it, they wouldn't have done it. And to a certain right. extent, she was right, because I was the one that came up with the idea. And um, it's just amazing how – the little sneaky things she could do. She's always been slick at it. She's always been able to figure out anything. I've never been really good at being able to keep secrets away from my mom. Even when my girlfriend was pregnant, I was nervous about telling her. She found out on her own just with her investigation things she does. Just, just who she is, right. man. And um, That's mom. I That's mom death, for me, right? Exactly, exactly. I love it to death, man. It wouldn't change it for the world. And um, that's just one of the funniest stories that I got, but We've always had good times, man, and um, I, I look forward to always continue to have good times. And I love the relationship she has with my kids because my grandparents stay so far away, so I didn't really get as great of a relationship as my own kids have with my mom. Right. You know, pick them up without them saying, hey, let's go see Nana. So I enjoy it, man, and um, I think Mother's Day is a great time to appreciate your mother, which you should do all the time, but it's a great time to make sure you let them know that you're grateful. You, you're very thankful for all that they did. And I'm uh, very appreciative, man. I mean, really am. And, and like I said, I, we grew up together, so I know how your household was. Wasn't too far different from mine. So, and we both understand how the significant roles that our, our parents played. Our mother, oh, yeah. especially. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you, you, Trey is what? Trey is like, well, you guys are three years in, three years in age difference? Two years apart. Yeah, two years. Okay, so two years apart. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I mean, you guys r- remember those those Navy deployments where you know dad right. is gone for like six six months out the year, and it's just exactly. you you and mom rocking. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. what it was. You know what I mean? For like eight, from basically from my birth on until I want to say what pop pop got out of the Navy in 
98. So that puts us at thir- 13 and 14. So yeah, around that yeah. around that time, man. So I mean, roughly. Uh, my dad had deployments up until maybe I was in until we moved to Vir- yeah until we moved to Virginia. So 95, 95 time frame. So pretty much from age from birth to to age 10. You know, it was always, you know, pop is going to be gone for a little while. And, you know, this yeah. is what this is what life is. You know what I'm saying? So you got to It brought us definitely closer. You know what I'm saying? My mom is everything, you know, just as much as, you know, my aunt Glow is everything to you. You know what I mean? So, it's just, you know, it's just always, always been that way, man. Love them both very dearly. You know what I'm saying? Just kept us all connected, you know, uh, as as kids. You know what I'm saying? Like every it's almost like where back then where our parents were kids, you couldn't hang out with somebody if you didn't know their parents and stuff like that. And, you oh, know, yeah. roughly, oh, yeah. we, roughly we all knew, you know, they, uh, we knew each other. If they didn't know, like my mom really wouldn't be the one to just go around and meet everybody's mom. But, you know, in case that, yeah. Hey, like, Hey, can I, uh, can I go to the skating rink? And then it'd be like, Oh, who's going to drive? Oh, Josh's mom is going to take us there. Yeah. And then, you know, Max mom's going to pick us up or something like that. And that, and that'll yeah. be what it, know be what it is man you know god god bless the dead to our brother mac man love you bro yeah, um definitely know you shine know you watching from up there man hope you're proud yeah. you know what i'm saying um oh yeah yeah man um so so dabbling to a net to the next question i know this i know for something with me something that really pisses your mom off by everybody in the house now you got the same type of household it's just all you grew up it was all men and this and just her just like you know what i'm saying just like me so yeah. for, for my for my mom, you know what I'm saying. Um, if she came home from like work, let's say let's get I'll give a summertime example. That's probably the best best way to do it because you've been sitting around all damn day, probably watching BET music videos or MTV VH1, and she asked you to have them damn dishes washed by the time she get home. I don't know what it is about a kid, man, but it just kicks in like maybe an hour prior before she you know, yeah. before she gets home that. You want to clean the kitchen and shit, and then she gets home and you forget. Maybe like you're upstairs playing a computer game, like Roller Coaster Tycoon. That's what me and my brother would play, and we will lose track of time. Yeah. And we'll. It's like she walks in the house and there's uh and there's dishes in the sink, trash hasn't been taken out, and she's like going, she's like crazy, crazy pissed. And like another uh, example of my mom being pissed, you know, for her, like those drinks, the Ocean Spray drink. I don't know, is it Ruby Red or whatever? That's what the hell that's what the hell mom used to drink all the time. Ruby Red. If you touch that shit, you die. You know what I'm saying? And like oh, yeah. it gets to a point. I and I learned that over time. Like I if I saw that juice in the refrigerator, I wouldn't even dare touch it. And it got to one and it got one point to where um neither me or my um my brother touched it. But there was juice missing from, you know what I'm saying, thing. <laughs> So that only led, it only left one person, you know what I'm saying? So, and then uh, she asked us about it and she had an attitude about it. I was like, ma, I didn't drink your your juice or whatever. So, you know, she ends up going, she ends up being pissed off at my, um, at my, at my dad about the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, at least it wasn't me. That's how, that's how we, that's how we, that's how how my brother felt after a while, man. But uh, yeah, what about, what about over there, man, in uh, Compton Court, bro? What what would y'all do? Um, man, uh, I know one thing, uh, when I first started driving, I would rotate in the car, which car I would take, and I know my mom would go off if there was no gas in a car. Like, if I, if I was cool, to, you would let me drive a car, 
But if there was no gas put back in that car, or hell, if there was, if when I took the car, I wasn't gas in it sometimes. But I better have brought that car back with gas, or hell was gonna break loose. Um, she was the same way about her Pepsi. It, it, you don't touch her Pepsi, or we gonna have issues. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's my grandma for you right there. Right. All running out of door because, you know, we used to ball in front of my house. Running out you of door it. without closing the door. Oh, yep. man. Oh, man. She eat us up about that one. What do you think? We live in a barn? <laughs> and, man, I never got, I never heard the end of that one, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I'm telling you. I remember that. I remember hearing your mom talking yeah. about that shit, bro. Oh, yeah, man. You know, my mama could not stand that. I mean, hell, even to the day, man. I walk out of the house and I unlock that door or something, man, and I don't even live there. You know, live, man, I'm telling you, she goes off, man. Yeah, man, that's 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 something, bro. Uh, so what's like, I would say, what's the most confusing thing your mom has ever done in the sense where she's right there in front of this is a lot. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of kids have gone through this. This is like your initiation right here into the bullshit. <laughs> No offense to the moms out there, but where you're, she's right there in front of the TV, but she called you in the room to change the channel for, her. you know what I'm saying? So like, what's, what's for you yeah. was like the most confusing thing that your mom has, has ever, has ever done you know, where you're like, mom, I, I don't, I don't get it or whatever. Yeah. Um, go upstairs and get her pocketbook and she tells you it's in the bathroom or it's on the other side of the bed. Then it's you go there. up there, and you can't find it, and you're like, Mom, this will probably be easier if you just went up there and got your own pocketbook. Pretty but much. As you know, as kids, they always send us to do things or run up there because, you know, obviously we could do it quicker. But the problem would be it's never where they said it was or where they thought it was at. Bad memories, man. Yeah, exactly. You know what then I'm saying? I better not go up there and find it, and it's like, well, you might go up there and find it, but you ain't gonna go find it where you said you where you told me to go yeah, find it at. Exactly, man. Yeah. Like, that is just bogus, pure bogus, man. I I've, yeah. I got a slew of uh, uh situations where I was just left <laughs> in confusion. Um, every night, I promise you, every night, man, I'm about to go to bed, man, bed- bedtime in like high school, I think maybe. Middle school, high school, I think it was maybe like 10 o'clock or something like that. It never fails, dude. 10 o'clock, all right, mom, I'm going to bed. And she's like, Romy, I need you to go downstairs to get me a cup of water. We just left from downstairs, and you didn't, build, you didn't get the water. But now that we're upstairs after dinner, you want to send me down there to get, to get water. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, I never forget, I would, I would get this old, uh, it was like this clear gray plastic Captain Morgan cup, man. And she, that was like her cup that she had to have for, not that my, my mom didn't even drink, but just that, just that cup, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then for like, for her to drink out of, man. And it, it wouldn't, sometimes wouldn't be enough. Ice cubes tell me to go back down there. I mean, there was a lot of time or I would have to do, or, or she wouldn't let me go to sleep without massaging her feet. So, I mean, she pretty much prepared me for whatever woman I'm going to be with for the rest of my life because I'm a, I'm a walking spa resort you know what i'm saying as far as i'm prepared to like i'm prepared to serve you i'm prepared to massage your feet and whatever you know what i'm saying but it was scratch backs you know and you never hit the right spot where the damn itch is it's just it's just you're just scratching for days and like no why'd you stop no keep going 
You know, it's just like I gotta go to school in the morning. You know what I mean? So um, it's just crazy. It's just cra- crazy funny, man. How that how how that um how, how that turns out, bro. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. That's uh that's that's family for you, bro. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what else we got next. Uh, what, what, what would say some of the toughest times where your mom has, has shined for you, bro? Like, like it's been like something really rough going on for you, and you just, and she just stepped in and was like, you know, that soldier that she is. You know, she's always been all your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would have to say, man, anytime I was down, um, anytime that I was noticeably down. It was pretty much my mom's uh, guidance and advice that uh, helped me always pull through. And, um, again, it was another one of those bond moments. You know, we talk about what our mom does do for us and, and all of that, but it's moments like that when I'm down the most and I know that I can count on my mom to tell me everything's going to be okay, to uh, come up with a saying or – something some some type of words of wisdom like i know when uh have any trouble with a job or anything or you know i don't feel like i'm getting treated right or some things ain't my favorite she would she would you know always give me words you know advice tell quotes if it's not from a bible something that usually perked me up or got me going or something something I can live by. Like she would tell me sometimes, you know, when I felt like I was getting ran over or people was taking advantage of me, she would say, um, well, you remember, baby, now, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. And what she was trying to tell me was, if I don't open my mouth, nothing's going to change. You know what I mean? If I don't stand up for myself, it won't. And, you know, to hear that from your mom, a female at that, you know, you kind of look at yourself like, man, I'm I'm supposed to be a man. My mama telling me this. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to open my mouth. Right. So a lot of times she's giving me that courage, man, to, hey, hey, if mama says it's all right, then hell, it, it's time for me to open my mouth. So for me, right. man, she, 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 she's that big cornerstone for you. And, you know, she's that, uh, that solid, that solid rock, that, that that person that you can always go to and count on, you know, it ain't like, you know, a girlfriend or anything like that where that 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 might not hold true substance or might not even last. Your mom's there for for, for eternity, you know. She's there forever. She's not gonna ever turn her back on you. And um, so she's always that. That's kind of how she's helped me, man. Always giving me words and wisdom. My dad, and it's funny because my dad, you most people would think it would be my dad, but my dad's more of the Man, toughen your ass up. You use a man to do something. What's the problem? What are you telling me for? What, what yeah. do you want me to tell you? You know what I mean? But it was mom yeah, who, yeah, yeah, give the subtle approach and kind of uh, wheel me back in that way. So she's yeah, always the one that helped that's, me. That sounds like Uncle Ronnie for real, man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. For real, exactly. man. Uh, yeah. Shit. Um, for me, man, I just I was. Uh, well, a few times. I, I let's go with even how I even have a career in my life, man. I was, I'm not saying I was spiraling out of control, but when I graduated, bro, um, I had no fucking clue what I was gonna do with my life. Literally nothing. Like when they tell you, when they told us as seniors, and you know the guidance counselors came up to us and said, 
you need to know, you need to have your applications filled out and um, know what you're going to do with your, where you're going to go with your life by Christmas. Otherwise, the months are just going to fly by because there's Christmas break, there's spring break, and then there's graduation. And that shit flew by, bro. I'm talking about, like, it flew by, and before I knew it, it was the day before um, graduation, and I'm standing in the mirror, dude, like, me and a couple of the, of the fellas uh, went out to, like, what is it, Waterside or whatever, with the Waterside, and everything we did out there, it was too late. Everything was shut down, tried to go to Hooters, it was closed, and then we ended up coming back. So I'm back here in the, um, in, the ba- in the bathroom, I'm just looking at myself, like, man, I graduate tomorrow. And I broke down crying because I did not know what the hell I was going to do with my life. But my mom, you know what I'm saying? She was like, I'm just thinking about doing, you know, the military or anything like that. Because if you don't know what you're doing, at least the military, you know, you get, you know, a check on the 1st and the 15th. And, you know, you'll have a roof over your head and stuff like that. So, you know, time time marches on, bro. I I never forget how I... I was going to go to the Air Force earlier, like in September. Then I think I got like cold feet and I just decided I'm going to go to TCC or whatever and just go to, you know, some, do like a, some, do some semesters there or something like that. And um, I decided that, you know, I, I tried to do the placement test for TCC and I, yeah, that shit wasn't working for me at all, man. I was like, yeah, I'd rather do the military, military lifestyle. I can never forget being, you know, uh, a dock boy working for Hex, you know what I'm saying? Back when, before, before it turned into Macy's now, but at Chesapeake Square Mall, working at Hex, and I was working at, I was, I just got that job, and I was like, and I was working at McDonald's for a little while. Matter of fact, me and Mac used to work in McDonald's for a little while together, and I remember saying out loud, man, this is probably the dumbest statement I've ever said out of my mouth as a as an adult. I'd be fine with living off of Hex, working as a Hex dock boy and working at McDonald's. I'm not knocking anybody that works for Hex as a dock boy now or anybody that works at McDonald's, but that is the that is having the lowest standards for your life where this is this is it. You know what I'm saying? But my mom wanted me to have, you know, she she talked to the recruiter. She said, I want my son to be in a high profile job where he's away from, you know, the gunfire and shit like that. And I go off, man, to the Air Force, dude, and again, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. But if it wasn't for if it wasn't for mom being there when I didn't know what to do, and she somewhat did, and she knew that if I take this route, eventually I'll figure something out. I did four years in the Air Force, man. I had a great time in the Air Force, you know what I mean. But when I got out of the military, I got a job. Same thing I did inside the Air Force paying me five times more you know what i'm saying dude i'm talking about no college background no nothing man this wouldn't have happened if this woman had not talked to this recruiter you know what i'm saying my mom just she saved saved my life man you know what i'm saying that's my that's my hero you know what i'm saying sure is my hero hands down you know what i'm saying same and and, you know same thing with my pops man you know i mean when father's day comes i'll be doing the very same thing for my you know for my pops you know what i mean but obviously the focus right now is on Cheryl Boogie, and right. uh, you know it was. Um, I'm telling you, man. Like I'm, I'm never be able to pay her for what what she did for me, man. Because I had no fucking vision, bro. I'm talking about yeah. none. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just awesome. This is awesome what she did, what she did for me. I was blessed to have a mo- a mother that cared enough 
to to put me in a you know on on a road like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so well, you know, with that being uh that that being said, bro, what qualities? I mean, you talked about it a little bit, you know, but what qualities did you derive from your mom? Um, I would say my communication skills, my people person skills. Um, because again, I, I feel like I'm more like my mom than my dad, but um. I mean that was pretty much it. I wish you would have taught me some of them cooking skills, but uh, <laughs> it ain't too late. So uh, I'm gonna stay on her, teach me some things now because you know I don't want to take those things for granted, and that's something that she really can pass on to me that I can continue to, you know, pro- uh, to do myself and, and obviously provide by cooking and for my own family. So I wish it was more more of the cooking skills, but uh, like I said, um. My communication skills, um, just dealing with people. My interaction it comes a lot from my mom, so I would say she helped me a lot in those in, in those regards. Wow, man! It's uh, I, for me, um, I derive my mother's sense of humor, man. Uh, I have my mother's smile. Anybody that that uh, that sees it and sees her, you definitely can see. You know, the, <laughs> we definitely have each other's faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I would say the level of sensitivity, uh, leadership, man, like to be able to stand in and just, you know, take charge on, on, on situations, get, get things done, uh, reliable. Um, my, my mother is like, yeah, crazy, like crazy reliable, man. Um, and a fix, the type of fixer, you know what I'm saying? Like get situations where she has to be the one to, you know, like to come, just been called to action and make things right. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and I would say that I've done that for, you know, for the, for the, for various people in my lifetime, you know what I mean? So I would say, yeah, I've developed those, that, that, that skills from her and definitely, uh, you know, how to deal with finances, you know what I'm saying? Definitely know how to budget and, you know, spend money wisely per se. I think I've learned that, uh, you know, I think I've learned that from, from, from my mom and even my, and my pops, you know what I mean? Uh, learn how to, how to deal with that, bro. Um, has there ever been a time where you and your mom been at odds? Like for real, like literally at, at odds, you know what I'm saying? Like it just was not, it just was not happening. Um, well, I mean, when I was a kid, we had disagreements and we didn't always see eye to eye on things. Um, mostly it was probably because of, you know, me being a child and me obviously not having my way or felt like I should have had my way. But, um, no, nah, not really, man. Not, not, not nothing I can really think of that stands out to me. To be honest with you. Right. Okay. Uh, for me, I would say, <laughs> I say, when you when you're an 18 year old kid and you think you know everything about the damn world, I would say, yeah, it's it's like nesting ground for. All right, it's about to be me versus my mom in this situation. I don't care what she thinks. I was involved yeah. with a young lady at 18 years old and I was like I felt you know you I definitely felt I would say uh, you probably say the same thing about me man when I was in a relationship with a female I fell quickly I mean quickly you know what I'm saying and like me and this female we were uh you know spending a lot of time with each other man my, my life basically consists of going to work coming home 
being at her house or being at my house. You know the routine, how it goes, living in Virginia when you get a girlfriend and shit. But um, I don't know. We got so close, man. You know, when you go into the military, they tell you it's best probably not to go in with the female. And it's like you don't want to lose this, you know, relationship that you've built thus far. So you go ahead and uh, you, you think about certain things such as, I would say marriage, you know what I'm saying? Clearly, clearly was not ready for for marriage, man, let alone a relationship. But I just, I told mom, I was like, hey, I'm going to the military. I'm thinking about bringing uh, Victoria. She said, no, you're not. That That's not happening. You know, like she was so against, man, I'm telling you, she was, that mama bear came out for real. Like she was so against me being with this individual, not well, marrying this individual. I don't say being with her, but marrying this individual because too young. And look back on it. I can say that, you know, she's clearly right, you know, but that was one point in time where we really were at odds, man. Like I just felt I was in rebel stage, you know what I'm saying? And eventually it all made sense. And, you know, uh, here, you know, here we are to this day where I don't feel like I definitely know that I don't know uh, anything. I like to quote Socrates' uh, statement where he says, I know nothing, therefore I'm wise. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know everything. I'm not going to walk around like I know, you know, and know everything because I, I clearly don't open-minded, willing to, to take on pointers and, you know, and all those things, man. But, uh, yeah, let's see what else, what else we got. Uh, all right, real, we're gonna run this thing real quick, man. We're gonna close up a little bit. Uh, what's what's uh, what's your mom's uh, favorite place? To, some of, some of your mom's favorite places to eat? Um, Cheesecake Factory. My mom <laughs> loves it. She loves the grilled corn cakes. If I go, uh, and she finds out, she will call me or text me and let me know to bring her some grilled corn cakes home. So right. I would say, I would say Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Uh, for me, mom, oh man, let me tell you, growing up, leaving my grandma's house, it was almost like a tradition for us to stop by the uh, the frozen yogurt spot, TCBY, and we get like a strawberry waffle cone crack. Let oh, me tell yeah. you, that shit, was, that shit was awesome. And then, or if we didn't do that, we would always stop by Arby's on the way out, and she would love to get like a peach milkshake or... Yeah, she always wanted to either strawberry milkshake or if they had like the peach, whatever you know, whatever the promotion was at the time, like a peach milkshake, and you know right. that was like her thing. I would say that's the only really place I can think of, you know, what I'm saying like, um, like favorite places to eat. I mean, she'll eat, you know, places, you know, again, she'll have Cheesecake Factory in a heartbeat, you know what I'm saying? Right. A steakhouse. Her and my pop like to go to steakhouses, but I know for certain that you know TCBY will like will light Cheryl Boogie on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's one, the only place I can think of right now. My brother might know something else. What's like, what's your mom's, what's one of your mom's favorite songs, bro? Ooh, man. That's a good one. I, man, be honest with you, I mean, she's got a few, but, uh, I'm trying to think of one that I know she seems to play when I go by the house a lot, and I would have to go with Juicy by Biggie, man. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's fucking dope. (laughs) Yeah. My mom wouldn't dare listen. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, mom wouldn't dare listen to damn hip-hop, bro, unless it was like, (laughs) unless unless it was Hotel, Motel, Holiday (laughs) Inn. 
You know, that's like <laughs> the Sugar yeah. Hill game gets played. The Sugar Hill game will get played. Curtis Blow will get played. Basically, anybody who did hip hop before 1983 gets gets played with yeah. Cheryl. My dad don't give a damn. You know, he's just music all wow. around like me. But if it got cursing in it, she cutting it off, bro. Like, um, yeah. you know, I, I never forget. My pops ended up buying me. I'm with my dad, and I was like, you know, I like I'm listening to this Outcast CD. Just you know how you remember when you could go to like Walmart and they let you like play samples and shit. You would scan the, scan the yeah. barcode on it, and it'll play like maybe like a couple songs each um on the CD. Well, we in yeah. uh, the Navy Exchange in Norfolk, and um I'm I'm listening to like Outcast. I think I was listening to Outcast Thank On You. So it just had to be when we were like in the tenth grade, and um. Bro, I mean, my dad, I was like, mom, oh, you know, mom don't like listening to that, sh- listening to that stuff. So, or it was ninth grade. Yeah, probably was ninth grade. But yeah, mom was like, mom don't like, uh, you don't like me listening to cursing. I was like, well, she ain't got, we ain't got to tell her or whatever. So that's pretty much what it was. You know, he bought it and, it, you know, it pretty much was kept up there for me. And, you know, he, um, and then one day I think I had issues with, I don't know, my report card or something like that. And mom straight up gets the Outcast CD, bro. And she reads, just, she just starts reading the track names and shit. I'm like, as you know, he's very eclectic. I don't really know how to tell you, you know, what how to explain Outcast, but you know, she looked at the paper. It was fat asses inside the in the CD book, and um, it was yeah. She just yeah, she wasn't about that cursing basically. Is any more to that story? Right. Um, for my mom, uh, her favorite song I would have to say is uh, "Superstar" uh, by uh, Luther Vandross. Uh, yeah, super superstar. Um, yeah, the one. Don't you remember you told me? Yeah. yeah, that she will lose her mind. Like when Luther died, I swear you would have thought, yeah. uh, you know, uh, her boyfriend died or something like that. Man, she was like yeah, so, yeah. so in love with this man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, well, like, what, what's one of your mom's? What's one of your mom's favorite movies, bro? Steel Magnolias. Damn, our, um, our moms might be sisters, bro. Damn, she was gonna yeah, say that. Yeah, I was about to say because I was gonna say I I'd rather by Luther Vandross. My mom's got so many songs, but just lately, uh, when I go in the house, I noticed she got the Walmart version of Biggie Greatest Hits, and she likes Juicy. But I think she likes yeah. Juicy because it's a sample of an old song. Oh yeah, oh yeah, M M2- two yeah. M two yeah, M two yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, and that's how my mom is. Like, she likes the classes, but I think she sucks that one up. Because I mean, my mom's very similar, too. She doesn't like the graphic songs and too much cussing. But what she does is she goes to Walmart where they take all that stuff out of it, usually. And that's the right. version she buys if she buys it. But, uh, yeah, man, I want to say Steel Magnolias are hell, the color purple. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah bro. Um... For for Cheryl, it's gotta be um, fried green tomatoes, steel magnolias. What else? Yeah, the color purple. Um, nine to five. What else? Ghost. Yes, ghost for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She'll watch Molly and Sam any day. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. That's really that's really all I can see. Maybe five heartbeats, five heartbeats too. You know. That's oh another, yeah, my mom loves another. five heartbeats too. Is that like, hard? like with, a, with a passion? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And can't nobody sing like Eddie Kane Jr. You know how yeah, that goes. Um, yeah. 
So last, last, I want to say last, last question, man. We'll get up out of here. What's your mom's favorite TV show? Mm. She likes that show that's on Oprah. Ah, man, TV show. You talking about Greenleaf? No, not Greenleaf. I'm about to say it's on Oxygen. I want to say it's it's. I want to say it's Oprah's newest show. I can't think of what the name of it is. Right. God, man, I can't think of the name of it. Um, I know she likes Real Housewives, but uh, man, you know, I really don't know what shows my mom is into nowadays. Now that you mention that. Wow. Uh, oh, me. You know what she likes? Uh, she likes uh, Cookie. That show. Ah, you're talking about Empire, okay. Empire, yeah. She loves her some Empire. Yeah, she get down with Empire, okay. That's good, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Me, for, for mom, mom loves, man, I grew up off of this, and it's one of my favorite shows even now. I love Lucy. I love, my mom I loves, love I love Lucy. Yeah. Uh, she collects, that's another thing I derive from mom. She collects magnets, I collect magnets. Like my refrigerator is loaded with magnets. <laughs> you remember how it was going to you know, like yeah. in the kitchen to my mom's spot? Yeah. Magnets yeah. everywhere. I got the same yeah. I got the same thing. She loves I love Lucy. She likes monk and um yeah. Law and Order. Like you would think oh, that she no. knows these people. You know, she's a cop. I swear she's a cop or a lawyer. One of the two, you know, she she figures out, you know, it's gotta figure out the crime and and all of that, but those are that's really her shows, man. Uh, she really did like Living Single when that was popping. Um, yeah, you know, really loved Living Single. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Designing Women when that was running, she liked Designing Women yeah. a little bit. Roseanne, uh, I don't know, show called Grace Under Fire. There's a few of them, yeah. man, that you know that mom used to like. Been, it's been great, really, just reminiscing, thinking about, you know, our times with our mothers, you know, growing up. Uh, really, um, I'll um, say, say my piece. I'll let you roughly say say your piece, you know, as far as to your mom, man, if she listens to this. But, uh, Mom, I thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Um, I wouldn't be where I am in the world today, uh, you know, in the position in life that I am if it wasn't for you guiding me on the right path. So, um, I thank you so much. I love you so much. Uh, you, you're uh, one of my best friends in the in the world. You know, what I mean? uh, I'd do anything for you, uh, and drop at a moment's notice to run to your rescue, and you know, I'll save you like you saved me, uh, pr- pretty much. So uh, I, I love you, mom. Uh, you know, so I, I'll, I'll pass that. I'll pass that to you, uh, snacks, man. Whatever you want to say, right now. Uh, Mom, um, you are very appreciative for you. Uh, Very thankful for all that you did for me and you do for me even to this day. And um, there's never, there's not a woman alive that can ever take your place. And I'm I'm overwhelmed with just how I feel about you. I've always felt about you. and, And I constantly let you know, even regardless of this day, how much you do for me and, and how much you're there for me. And of course, I love you, mom. Thank you so much. No doubt. On glow, you know, I love you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen like, yeah. I don't know. It's got, it's been, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute since I've seen on glow, but definitely got to yeah. make my, make my way. I'll figure out a way to get next time I'm in Virginia to, to make that happen. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. you know, um, 
You know, so we'll pretty much give our contact information, and then we know we'll close this thing out, and then I'll say something for all the, the rest of the mothers of the world. Uh, you can catch me, catch catch me, Romy Mac, uh, R-O-M-E-Y underscore M-A-K, on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Facebook.com slash Romy Mac, two cents. That's the number two, S-E-N-S-E. Um, you, can catch, uh, you can catch snacks on uh, Facebook, Facebook, Darius Jordan. You know, yeah, he'll he'll be there. Um, we got more uh, social media coming for him. Uh, and what else? I mean, shout out to Joe Sneak. Shout out to my dog Joe. You know, for uh, for always doing this thing with with me, man. Appreciate you. Love you, bro. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Karun Bay. Um, you know, uh, with Ev- you know Ebony, Miss Miss Sugar Booger. Appreciate you guys. And you know, Keith for. For all the support, you know, um, that and then that uh, EJ straightforward still coming. Shout out to my brothers, Jay, you know, Jay and Evan, um, and and you and uh, and definitely, oh yeah, Rochelle, the newcomer to the you know to the team, man. Appreciate you, appreciate you, um, you know, your contributions. Happy Mother's Day to you and your beautiful little girl. Um, yeah, so pretty much to all the mothers of the world, you know, like I started the show, just want to say thank you for all that you do for us, being the backbone of this earth, keeping us in line when we feel like we got everything figured out and you just show us that we don't. And, um, you know, um, continue to be there for us, you know, as we hope to be there for you. And, you know, you're strong when, when we, you, know, you guys are strong when we're weak and vice versa. But um, this is pretty much the Mother's Day edition of, uh, you know, Romy Mac Two Cents. You got anything you want to you want to end it with, Snacks? Oh uh, no, no, you said it all, man. I appreciate you covered it. All right, yo, we out of here. God bless. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, all right. everybody. Yes, Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.19. Say Metro by T-Mobile, got the best deal in wireless, and it's all for you, all for me. Just switch quickly, because Metro has two lines for 80, and two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free, plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be, only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions.